0: Blog
1: Talk Radio Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Everybody, welcome in to Loretta McNary Live. And what a beautiful, whimsical, wonderful Wednesday. <laughs> I'm so excited about the show because we have one of my favorite guests on today, and that's Miss Ian Barrell. And I always say she is the guru at all things fashion and public relations. When I can't ever think or watch scandal. Without thinking about glass house communications, because this is where I found out about crisis communications and management from my favorite co-host, Ian <laughs> Burrell. Oh. Everybody, welcome my champion, Ian, to the show. Hi there, lady.
0: Hi, sis. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. How are you doing?
0: I, I'm good. We always say we're going to connect between calls, and we have to do better. We're going to do better, okay?
1: We have to because people are so hungry for the information that you share, and not only the information but the way you share it is such a unique perspective based on your own experiences and your research and your clients, and you just wrap it up with a beautiful bow on it so that we can get it too and use it and apply it. <laughs> so Thank you. Thank you. you, you Every time you bring it, so I get excited when I know we're gonna do our show.
0: Well, you know, I absolutely believe that everything that most people know is not privy to them only. This is information that is out there and of course it's very much so out there with the internet, but every single thing we share that I share, I have researched and studied, but I found the information so we're just you and I are vehicles to streamline the information where folks can come to one place and get it. But because we don't have time, the days are getting shorter, daylight savings time, all this stuff going on. So, it's I'm I'm happy to do it and I have fun doing it all the time for sure. <laughs>
1: And your passion is always there, is so noticeable. So I'm sure our topic today is going to be something that I myself personally can apply to my business, take away these nuggets and I say, Okay, you not said don't do this so much, do this so I'm ready. Right. I got pen and paper ready to take my notes <laughs> and I hope that our listeners and if we get callers today that are bold and brave enough to um, ask their questions and not just tweet them or text them or inbox mm-hmm. me after the fact. So let me give the number just in case somebody's bold enough or you know, they're not in their offices and they have to whisper, they can just, you know, go outside right. and use their cell phone and call in. And, and that number is three four seven five three nine five seven seven two. Three four seven five three nine five seven seven two, and phone lines are available whenever you feel like calling in, and I will pause and talk to you. How about that?
0: I love it. I love it. I am really, really happy and excited to share this particular topic about getting your client on the red carpet. And you and I have spoke gingerly about it before because we talk about. You've gone to events, your radio show is doing great, you're showing up with as media and you're looking fabulous all the time. And so a lot of times <laughs> a, a lot of times you're talking to the folks on the other side of the rope, on the other side of that red rope. Like for instance the Oscars, I mean for the Oscars, I'm definitely interested in who's winning, but I'm really more interested in what the folks are wearing. That's my perspective. So I can't wait to see the gowns. I can't wait to see who's wearing what, who's designing what, but really how did they get there? And we're not talking about we know the Givenchy's are on there, we know the Prada's are on there, we know all the big names. And we're talking about those emerging designers that show up and you've never heard of their name and they end up on the red carpet. And one of the things I found that people actually need to realize is that a lot of that happens, hopefully they know, if you don't know, through stylists. And a stylist, and if you've watched Rachel Zoe or any of those, Brian Goreski, if you've watched any of those shows, you see they have a garage full of dresses or a space full of selections. And how did they get that, that compilation of all these gowns? Sometimes they have sections. Okay, we have the Marc Jacobs over here, or we have whomever over there. Or they have them by style. We have the glitter folks over here. We have the long and the short. And then we have something that we call just press junkets or press conference. So they do them by sections or topics. But still, how did they get there? And one of the things that a publicist is always interested in when, when he or she is working with a designer is getting that designer on the red carpet, and then the next level is getting them on the best dress list. So when they start doing wow. the worst and the best, <laughs> when they start bashing some people for being the worst dress and all of that, you don't want to be on that list. But, again, there are so many steps before that to get there. And one of the main things that I have found in working in this business with my clients, I never start at the red carpet. Because what tends to happen is if you can get enough leverage, enough traction, enough media, enough buzz, generally – Say you're out at your client is out at dinner, they're at a restaurant, or they may be walking down the street or whomever and they're constantly wearing a particular style or a particular designer. Those are the things that can trash and buzz. And they get picked up. There's sound bites, sometimes I don't know if you've noticed that magazines now have on the street width. So they, these are random bloggers and photographers who are just randomly taking pictures of people on the streets, whether it's L.A., San Francisco, New York, wherever, and they're putting them in the news, in the newspapers and the magazines, and they're listing what they're wearing. So making sure that your client is, is – or, or that you have someone almost like a muse. So you have a designer who has a collection – you have somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member, they don't necessarily have to be a model, they don't necessarily have to be an actor or actress, but they're constantly wearing your clients' collections and their, their items. Those things pick up because when you go to Google and you type in Loretta McNary Live or Fashion on the Square or whomever, those sound bites begin to come up and they'll like, say, Who is this? Oh, who is that? And they begin to inquire And we know how we are. We're very predictable in a lot of ways. So we're kind of predictable. So when we start seeing the same name popping up, what do we do? Oh, let's go see what that's about. Let's go see. Oh, that must be hot. And then we gravitate to it. Clients, PR individuals who are trying to get to the Oscar red carpet or to the Grammys red carpet, think about what it took to get there, the small steps. Just the organic, the grassroots, because even things like Twitter, one of the things I like about I like about Twitter is if you notice that most of the tweets that have photos attached are a little bit more attractive because you, you gravitate to the photo before you even kind of read what's yeah. been written. So, people, yeah, people are gravitating to the photo first, and then they read. But not all times, not all times is there a photo, so you have links and things like that. But publicists are, are, to me, from what I'm hearing, are always trying to jump through all steps, all numbers one through five. They don't want to go through one through five. They want to straight, and you can end up at a brick wall because that yeah, level or hard of... And, good,
1: right?
0: and you can't do because who's going who's gonna to probably be dismissed as a client or as you may not have that client for long because you've made some promises, you said some things. And, and this is the other thing, Loretta. Just because I have a reputation or you have a reputation or the public of having a client on the red carpet does not mean necessarily that the next client that you sign on is going to actually get to the red carpet. There was a way to get there. That PR person had to navigate and actually shepherd through a certain process to get to that point, and then they end up getting, because once you say the word, on a major event, on a major network, or whomever just speaks the word, then it becomes global and it becomes all things Oprah, as some people would say. But yeah. the rep- <laughs> yeah, and, w- and that's interesting too. When you and, and just to digress a little bit, have you heard? I've heard it several times, and, and tell me if you've heard it. When a certain person says it, it becomes law, or it becomes like the order. It becomes like the it thing, and. Uh-huh individuals like Oprahs, like, no, Oprah said it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, well that makes so it true guess,
1: and real.
0: <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it makes it true and real. So that was just a, a digression. But truly, of course, she can say one word and then your book sales are, are through the roof the next minute, pretty much. But yeah. most times, publicists are really not really figuring out a plan. They're looking at the end result as the first step as opposed to the organic way because the organic way will actually get you a lot more traction and a lot more hits and a lot more visibility as opposed to that potential one opportunity of of a major event. So you really have to really be strategic in your planning. And the other part is the stylist that you work with or the stylist that you pitch to. And this is where it gets a little a little kind of murky. Designers need inventory, and I've shared this before. They need something to get out there. They cannot hoard or hold on to all of their stuff and expect it to be out in the atmosphere. So many of them are, when when clients come to me, a designer comes to me, and they have a collection or they have couture pieces, and I say, okay, I need to get this to this stylist and that stylist, and then they don't have anything else left. That can be a huge challenge. So how do you work with a client who you're trying to get their piece out of their living room, their showroom, their back room, out into the showrooms and living rooms of these stylists, and they sit there? Now, these these garments can sit there with this stylist for months. And would you go ask for it back? Do you say, okay, if you haven't used it in two or three months? Um, are you giving it to them? Are you loaning it to them? All of those things are very sensitive subjects that a lot of people don't get. And I have to say there's not necessarily a rule of thumb. Some stylists, you want them to keep it, period. Like find a place for it. Don't You don't have to give it back. Like definitely okay. use it, even wear it yourself. And then others who are not as successful, well, I won't say successful because everyone really has a level of success, Some stylists who haven't been able to show as broadly, you may have a a time, okay, I can loan this to you for a month, or I can allow you to have this in your collection for X amount of time and then kind of give it back pretty much. And so those intrinsic details, I'm not sure if publicists really think through before they promise to have a client fully exposed on some kind of major event. So that, that's been okay. interesting.
1: Let me, I don't let me know. you said so much stuff. I want to just kind of digest it because I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's a good question. Oh, that's a good comment. So <laughs> I know you said the organic way is really like the best way for a client to get their things on the red carpet. However, you stated, or this is what I interpreted, that if you have a, a PR person who wants to forego steps one through five and just get something on the red carpet, that can be, it can work out in your favor, but odds are that it won't because you miss these other steps, which are relationship building and more sustainable than if you just, hey, let me get somebody to wear this on the red carpet. And when you are getting someone, quote, someone on to wear those items, are you looking for, or is there a public relations school to just go for A-listers or would a smart, PR person, just get somebody who would wear the item perfectly to get the exposure.
0: B, a smart PR person would get someone to wear it. Period. But when you think about, and when I say red carpet, I'm only talking about the main signature industry events that we know—the Grammys, American Music Awards, the Oscars, right, things the like the that. National, However. Yeah. More national. However, you know there are 150 other events. You have Sundance Music Fest, um, the music, the film festival. You have, you have definitely have film. And one huge area that's left out, which I have a passion for, is the arts. And I don't know if, I think some people are noticing that the arts are now infiltrating onto these main stages. So now you're honoring music, you're honoring acting, but now you're honoring arts. And we saw that lately when some of the arts individuals are recognized so no the smart pr person the the challenge with that loretta is that person if they're not nominated or they're not presenting or they're not on the program of that event nine times out of ten they will not be interviewed so but that doesn't mean they're still not there you have those after parties that are huge and you have other opportunities where your client's garment jewelry shoes purse dress whatever can have a space, but also that A-list client is not necessarily looking for that no-named or non-visible person. When they get out there, they want to say, I'm wearing something that everybody knows. And most times the client, the stylist, is not going to put an A-list celebrity in a design of someone that's not necessarily known. So absolutely, one through five, are critical, but also that depends on the stylist you're working with, but the stylist is probably only going to go for, and it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I'm I'm very much not against the big names, but I'm very much for something different. But those stylists Mm -hmm. choose you. You don't choose the stylist. You can pitch to a stylist to say, hey, I have a client. I have a new collection out. This is what it looks like. What do you think? And you also have to know, who the clients of that stylist are. Please don't send your, say, a very eclectic avant-garde piece to a stylist who dresses someone who just doesn't wear what you're sending. Let's put it like that. So you have to know who you're pitching to because that's almost like pitching to a journalist who writes sports and you're pitching your story of something completely not sports. You have to know who you're talking to and who your audience is. So that's important. That's doing the homework. But definitely those – go ahead.
1: Okay. So because I have a lot of friends, you know, they have their own – as it's a product, because I know products get put at the Grammys. You can have your products in. I had a a friend here locally who has a hot wing sauce, LaKeith's hot wing sauce, and so his business partner knew some people, a great publicist. I don't know who that publicist was, but they got my best friend's sauce at the Grammys and had these celebrities, you know, to taste whatever the sauce on and to take a photo with the sauce. So I think that was huge for him to even have that idea because we don't think about products when we think about national red carpets and award shows, but unless it's like a watch or some jewelry or some perfumes, we know those goodie bags are filled with those things. So So leading to the question, after I made that point, whose job is it really to get their client, the stylist or the PR person? Should your PR person look for a stylist to dress you if you're going to be on the red carpet, or is it the stylist contacting the PR agency saying, I need a client to wear this particular whatever on the red carpet? How does that work in your world?
0: It can actually go both ways, but to your point about what we call the gifting suite. So in that gifting suite, And I get these emails all the time. X event is coming up. Do you have a client that would like to be a part of the gifting suite? Now, the rules have changed over the years because it used to be you can have all kinds of items. I mean, it can be computers and all kinds of gadgets in these thousand, multi-million dollars, you will, Gift bags. Well, the rules have changed over the years, and there are some parameters around the value of some of the items that can be in the bags. That's one thing. But then you have the gifting suite, which is a room where you have tables, and they're not all set up the same, but you have tables of all these different products, not bags. You have tables, and everybody's product is on the table. And the celebrities come to the gifting suite on their own, probably with their PR person, and they go around and do What kind of what you described. And so very much so somebody landed that hot sauce, they were probably in the gifting suite, they got that picture taken and done. It's endorsed, they have a celebrity behind it. Not the celebrity is endorsing in terms of being paid, but the celebrity is just saying, oh, this is great. And that's the gifting suite. But it is the responsibility, to answer your question, of the publicist to get that shot or to get that opportunity. The stylists are dealing with clothes and purses and accessories and things like that. The publicist and the stylist may say, hey, I heard about your designer. Can you send me a couple of pieces? Or the PR person will say, hey, I know your client has a press conference coming up, or I know your client is, has the movie release, the opening night coming up. Then you would pitch the stylist and say, hey, would they consider wearing ABC? So that goes both ways. Of course, the success of placement is when the stylist calls you because they already know your brand and they already know what they're going to get. It's a little lower, not impossible, when you call the stylist. And also remember the stylists are represented. So you can't always just go straight to the stylist. There's an agency that represents so sometimes you have to go through the agency and say, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of so-and-so. Even stylists have levels of celebrity. But it's the publicist, if you have a, a, a new gadget, a new, like you said, a sauce or a new something, it could be shoes, it could be whatever it is, it's that gifting suite that you want to get the celebrities to. But how are the celebrities going to get, go to that room? Like Who's, who's going who's gonna to get them there? Most celebrities have a publicist. So you want to, again, a PR person talking to a PR person. You know, I know your client is going to be at X event. I have a, I'm going to be set up at the gifting suite, consider coming through, that kind of thing. And it's really all about timing. How much time, how much time do I really have to get through all of this? So it becomes, mm-hmm. this is not easy. This is not easy at all. You have to really, we're talking about a grind that's beyond 24-7. It's like 25-8. If there's ever such a thing, it goes beyond that regular normal way of living and, and but then, when you kind of get to a point where you can kind of calm it down, then you're okay but it's it's a game so you, it's it's definitely mm-hmm.
1: do you all as a publicist um is there, like, an association of publicists? <laughs> Do you guys, like, talk to each other? Do you have these power meetings to say, hey, I know you're representing da-da-da-da-da, and I'm representing an event, so how can I get your person there? Because when, when I talk to you, the sky is the limit when it comes to public relations. But then when I meet PR people, and, of course, this is not against any person that I've met. This is just a hypothetical question. But I don't mm-hmm. see people really doing things at that level. I don't know if, if it's all – when I think of PR, I think of you, like I said, and I know a couple of other people that are, you know, in major cities. But then when I see pub, uh, PR notices go out and there's a company that is doing that, I just don't think they have taken the time to build relationships. And I think they just or, organically sending out, public, you know, press, announcements and not sending it to particular people. Because when I get some things, I'm like, but you want me to do what? And I'm coming to give you all the (laughs) media. so my question is, what's in it for me? And then when I do have a stylist or a designer that wants me to wear an item, should I give it back after I've given them all this exposure? (laughs) Is it, (laughs) what is the protocol on that? Because they're like, um, what?
0: Yeah, well, I, I will. I will say, I will say, and to answer the first part of the question, there are many associations. I'm on the board of the Public Relations Society of America, San Francisco chapter, and we. Uh, there you go. The name is in it. The Public Relations Society of America. There are probably several thousand members. Many, many, many chapters. Then you have pockets, other larger groups that have formed. And then you have some are in very – some are maybe African-American PR folks, and you have maybe other ethnicities have formed their groups too, because sometimes the the communication channels and things of that nature are particular within a certain ethnicity, and that's no discrimination. There's just sharing of information. But I will say that that very last thing I said, sharing of information – Seems like it's this anomaly, and I'm thinking, really, not really, because everything that you're doing is kind of out there. So I don't have, I don't, I have no secrets. I, what do you need to know? I actually did a webinar. Well, I I did it through through uh, ustream, and I was talking to a group at the Oakland Chamber, and I was giving them all the tools to get it done. Here's where you go to do your press release. This is how you do it. This is how you write it. Say this word. I gave them all the tools because I'm not holding on to information that is not out there. I'm just streamlining your process. And I have to tell you, Loretta, anyone that's comfortable enough to tell you how they did it, and a huge shout out to Michael D., uh, communications, uh, real, a real fabulous colleague here in the Bay Area, and we have been having these mini chats really early in the morning. I love it because he is definitely on it at 6 or 7 a.m., and we can talk. He is sharing with me information on, Ian, make sure you do that. Okay, don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. And he has a communication company as well, but we are not in competition. We are two experienced individuals. We we know what we're doing, and we're sharing what we're doing. We're not holding that information. So anyone that's comfortable and knowledgeable about what they're doing, they don't need to withhold the information because what's going to happen is you become the expert, and they're like, wait a minute, that's a lot of information. Why don't I just hire you to get it done? And that's what ends up happening when you start saying, no, you've got to do this. No, you got to do that. You've got to send it out at this time. Don't tweet at that time. Make sure you post at this time. Who can handle all of that? But something like that that rolls off my tongue, that's very organic, you would want someone who eats and and breathes it. So the sharing of information seems to be like some code for some people, but those who do it right, get it done, do it without any kind of intimidation, they're good at it and they have no reason to withhold. In terms of the other piece, giving it back, Loretta, I, I have to say, you know from the beginning the relationship, meaning when that publicist says, hey, I have a designer, they want you to wear this, they are very clear, and we, I'll be back to pick it up on X date, or they'll be very clear, and the designer would love for you to keep it. So you don't have any, you know from the beginning, at least they should be clear about that. So whether they are or not, is, but I've got to tell you, when you're talking about the big houses, when I say large houses, we're talking about those mainstream designers, they can uh-huh. afford for you to keep it. But it's uh-huh. the only one. It's a couture piece. You're not going to see five of them, okay? With smaller houses, you, it's duplicated, and that's fine. So, but sometimes they don't have the bandwidth or the finances to, to constantly give it away. But that's where I say when you're working with a client, at the beginning, you have to be very clear. I need inventory. I need inventory that you can expect not to receive back. That's the way I frame it in the beginning. That way, if it comes back as great, if it doesn't, you're not surprised. So right. it's kind of it's a conundrum. You kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. yeah,
1: and see, I don't want to keep pieces because, I mean, you can only have so many pieces of clothing. But my thing is, if you come to them <laughs> like that, then I, I find that so – not speaking of my influence is, but yet you want me to wear it but you don't want me to keep it. And and of course that is a conversation we need to have up front, but I don't think you should as a designer ask for it back. But you mm-hmm. would give mm-hmm. it back to thousands of pieces of clothing. I just think it's you just have to take that risk. So how does so I know that there are people on the red carpet who are not celebrities but yet uh, the other thing that I know is that they always have their publicists, even celebrities, always have their publicists on the red carpet with them. So if you're going to hire mm-hmm. a publicist to get you to an event, you should make sure that you can afford two tickets and two hotel rooms because <laughs> they are supposed to be there. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> You will not make it on you your know, own on the red carpet.
0: You know, sometimes we get such the short leg. Why is that, Loretta? Why do we get the short leg? So, yes, because you're always going to see their publicists. Here? They're
1: common. They're too common. You want to play the big game, but you're not ready to really play the big game. Girl, if somebody got me on a red carpet, not to interview people because I do that, but to be on there so that people can start hearing my name on the other side of the rope, I'd be like, do you want to bring your daughter? Do you want to bring your mom? (laughs) Because that would be so huge. And I and I know that I know that, that is my next evolution as a talk show host to be on the other side of the road. But I know I can't go mm-hmm. without a publicist. There's no way I would want to because the publicist is like um like the mm-hmm. the, the police officer ahead of a caravan or something. They're <laughs> the you. They gotta go right. tell your well, story so that the media is interested in you, so don't dare yes. not take your publicist.
0: Yeah. Oh no, you have to. I mean there's that that's that would be just asinine from the beginning not to have. Now, I started on the other side of the red rope. I, so I was doing all the interviewing. I was at all these events. Every award you can think of, both domestically and internationally, and I've gone and I've done interviews and all of that. And so I'm not on the other side necessarily just yet, meaning because of my industry. I mean, I don't, I've had clients on the red carpet before. They've been in the music industry. And so you always okay. see what I've done is I've gone down the line, and I've looked at every outlet, and then I've chosen in advance which that I will be stopping at. Or I will have my client stop at for an interview. And again, that's paid right. the way you kind of get, you know. But you cannot overdress your client. You cannot be more dressed than your client. Don't look any kind of way, <laughs> kind of, you know. And, and that's hard for some of us to do, you know especially. What? That's like
1: an entire show. I want to do a show on how to hire. A PR person. What should they look for, and then what should they expect from the PR person? And then what does a PR person expect from a client? We have to do that show because I don't think people get it. I think it's a it's a people are fascinated by saying I'm a PR person or whatever, and it's okay. I'm not trying to say reach for the stars and be a list or you know have an a list client. But if you're gonna do it, then you if you find a client who has already you know been in business, been. Like for me, for instance, and I have to share my own story when we talk about this, but if, if I can get me where I've gotten me, then you've got to be able to really bring it is my thing.
0: Right, right. If you're not adding value to what I've done already, I know we're out of time, and I would love to do, let, let that be our next topic, how to find a publicist and know that you have the right one and vet them. But if I've done all this on my own, if you're not bringing value and I'm paying you, then what... What else is there? But let's, let's have that as our, as our next topic. And I want to get back on biweekly. And, and I know I, I, yeah, I so dropped the ball. In two weeks,
1: you're going to be back on with that topic?
0: Two weeks. Okay. If you have a slot, then that will be the topic. And I want to get back on regularly. I dropped the ball last time, so my apologies for that. But definitely let's continue the, the conversation with the red carpet. Let's definitely have our next conversation about hiring yeah. a PR person, and, and then we'll, we'll go from there, okay?
1: Yeah, and how to be a great client for your PR person. What should we do as a client to oh, help yeah. that relationship blossom and grow? I'm so excited. I I told you, I just love when we have our conversations about this oh, because oh. even if you don't want to be on the red carpet, you probably know somebody and maybe your life will just have a, a hard, you know, some kind of huge wind that will shift everything and all of a sudden you find yourself in a place where I need to start thinking big like being on the red carpet and hiring a PR person. So I think anybody can get Something out of these conversations, you know, something to aspire yeah. to, or something to, to, you know, if you're paying a PR person, this is what value they should bring. Not just getting you on local news. I want you to get me on news all over the place, you know, and at right. events, and you, right. you bring that to the table because you taught me that already. That I, I mean, I can get you on the news, but I want to get you at some of these major events as a, you know, I was like, I love this girl. <laughs>
0: I, I enjoy doing it. I really, I really, really do. It, it exudes me, gives me energy, and again, I don't have any. There are no secrets to this. There's just a process. So we'll definitely tune in two weeks from now and continue the conversation. I always thank you so much for giving me the opportunity.
1: You're so awesome. You bring so much value to this platform, and. I just get excited, and I know people are hell because I can see the numbers of people, you know, listening and telling their friends about it. So everybody, please check out Ian Abarell. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter. She's an be- oh, your website is so beautiful. I love the intro. Just saw it today. So we'll be back. Oh you stop around to share more about PR fashions and how to get you on the red carpet, how to excel in whatever industry you are in. So as always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you very soon, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye.